Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Our Notre Dame Football Saturday continues with Legacy Heating and Air Game Day and your hosts, Tim Growl and Vince Tedario. Georgia. Georgia. This is the Legacy Heating Air Game Day Show, and yes, it is Georgia, but the Irish are coming to play in the big game tonight. How big in Georgia? Well, school in Athens was called off yesterday. There may be 80,000 people inside the Sanford Stadium tonight and 80,000 people outside the stadium. And the biggest thing, one of the largest chain stores in Georgia is not selling Irish Spring soap. What's the world coming to events. <laughs> no Irish Spring soap as an intimidation factor against our fighting Irish going down there to Georgia. Well, just before I came in, I took a shower, and I have Irish Spring. And so. I can smell that. It does smell very nice. Yeah, I'm going to keep uh, <laughs> keep them in business just myself alone, so they don't need that uh, They don't need that Georgia market. How about that, though? Schools closed? I don't nice. think, as much as everybody loves Notre Dame around here, I don't think they've ever closed all the public schools around here. Uh, that would never happen. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, that would it never wouldn't. happen. But, uh, I mean, football is a different way of life down there in the South. And, you know, as much as the Georgia fans and all the analysts say that this is going to be a blowout, it must be kind of a big deal if all this is going on around the game. I would, I, I would say so. And you're right. Notre Dame's up against it. I don't think I've heard anybody that's picked them to uh, win tonight. Nope. But that makes it all the more sweet when we do. Absolutely correct. Hey, we're going to talk with a number of guests today, as usual, get you set up, hear some stories, uh, get their feel for the game. We've got a couple of our contributing reporters, our A-team down in Sanford Stadium, inside and outside. So let's just get going right now. And it's my pleasure to introduce the first guest who I've been able to talk to on our show for about the last five years, uh, maybe longer than that. And he's not only a 1988 national championship linebacker, but he's the CEO and president of the Wernley Youth and Family Treatment Center, Daryl, but more affectionately to all of us and everybody else, Fleisch Gordon. Daryl, Fleisch, what's going on? Hey, how are you doing, Tim? It's out, how are you doing, Vince? I'm outstanding. That's great. Hey, we're gonna, I want to get right to this thing because you've got this annual event that comes right up every year and we're yeah, proud yeah. to uh, to uh, promote help you get the word out so take up there flash tell us what's going on oh wow it's going to be on thursday this coming thursday we have our catalyst for change people that have made profound differences in the lives of young people and we recognize national regional local folks but this year our national awardee will be joe Beisman. so he'll come in and and we'll have an unbelievable event in richmond indiana uh, right there at our campus, a 100-acre campus there, and uh, we'll just raise a, a ton of money uh, for those kids that have been abused or neglected or abandoned. And it's, it's one of our major fundraisers. But, again, the, 
the Notre Dame family just gets behind it. And some of our former national awardees have been Montana and Tim Brown and Father Jenkins and Lou Holtz, uh, just to name a few. But it's uh, Jerome Bettis. But but it's a great event, and we're excited about it uh, this coming uh, Thursday at uh, six o'clock. And you've right been with in Richmond at the Worley Youth. Right, and you've been involved with the uh, Worley Center for quite quite some time. Is that correct? That that's correct. I I've, I've been serving as their president and CEO for the past eighteen years. So it's been a it's been a long journey. So it's been a great great time and. And, uh, and, you know, I just released a book uh, a few months ago on change and the process of change as it relates to, you know, organizational change and national championship change and, and spiritual change. So it, it speaks to the process of a national championship, how we, how we actually achieved that uh, uh, 1988. But it's just, you know, how you change an organization, which we did at Warnley and, and the spiritual movement as well. So it's, it's a it's it's a great book. It's been it's been moving pretty progressively, and and I've just been excited about what it's been able to do for many people, especially our Notre Dame family. Well, Flash, we always hear about the the four for forty with Notre Dame football and how you know these players are going to set themselves up for the rest of your their lives, and and you just brought up a perfect example of how that's the case. I mean. Being able to lean on your Notre Dame family for this this event and and uh, it it sounds like the Notre Dame family just will stay behind you forever. Well, you know, when you talk about institutions and places that you want to go and and you're coming out of high school as an All American, you you it's a hard choice, right? But when you look at an institution such as Notre Dame, where you have the best the best of both worlds, the greatest academic institution in the world, where you sitting in class with valedictorians, right, and you're competing academically, and then a few hours later, you're sitting on hollow ground with some of the greatest All-American athletes, you know, uh, practicing every day with them, right? And, and, and where else can you go in the world and have that kind of experience? Uh, I don't think there's a place, right? And then when you're done with that, you may need a little prayer, right? So you, <laughs> you, you hustle down to the grotto or, or the basilica and just, you know, just to prepare yourself for the next day. So, uh, you know, I, I, I call it, it it's God's land. It's nowhere else that you'd want to go if you, if you have any common sense, you know, um, um, to, to determine that. I, I heard you say earlier, you know, Georgia let out school, and I'm not sure, you know, we, we believe we value education a little more more personal than that, you know. So I don't think we'd be closing any schools around the, the state of Indiana. <laughs> this is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show. We're talking with 1988 National Championship linebacker Daryl Flash Gordon. Hey, Flash, I saw something on Facebook or somewhere that you told a Lou Holtz story down in Louisville that was very interesting, and I purposely didn't read it because I love to hear Lou Holtz's story. Could you recite that to our audience? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it was interesting because Lou, you know, during our double days and triple days uh, in the in the summertime, you know, we'd be the only ones there at the University of Notre Dame, and we'd be practicing. We'd get up 5 in the morning, and, and we'd practice, and it'd be a hard day, and it's got to be 95 degrees. And every day we start practice, Lou would come in. He'd be the last one while we're stretching, and he'd yell out, you know, hey, guys. And our first game would always be Michigan and, you know, Bo Schembechler Beckler and the crew. And he said, listen, I just called Bo. I just got off the phone with Bo. And I asked Bo, hey, our kids are tired. You know, they're double days. They're beat. Are, <laughs> are you guys going to practice today? And, you know, and he'd always say, Hell yeah, we're practicing, and and therefore you know we got to practice. So he you know he do it every day for 
for the whole week. But, you know, Friday came about, and, you know, he'd come back, and, and he'd walk in. And before he was able to, to initiate any conversation, you know, we all would stop him and say, hey, coach, we called Bo. And we asked Bo if he's practicing today, and he, and he said, hell no. <laughs> so therefore, you know, we should be practicing. And uh, we kind of beat him to the punch, and uh, unfortunately, we still practice. So, um, uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, he always tried to have a little humor and something to motivate you to keep you going. Because, you know, in double days and days like that, you just got to find a way to, to drudge through the difficult times and difficult days. And, and that's what made him so special. You know, he, he made it fun for you while you also uh, accomplished what you needed to. So you had to have fun in that uh, 1988 championship year. You, you beat the number two team, the number four team, the number five team, and the number seven team. So not only were you guys physically uh, tough in X's and O's, but that's a grind. That's got to be mentally challenging. You know, um, when you when you talk about when you when you talk about that rigorous schedule, you, you also have to talk about the, the preparation. And I I can't remember, at least for me, working any harder than I did that year. And that off season, you know, we worked so hard. And I, I talk about that in the book. I talk about how when Lou Holtz says, "Hey, Flash, I'm not sure you need to come back for a fifth year," you know, and and you know his, you know I'm only 21 at the time, and he's messing with my head, and and I'm like, hey coach, I'm I'm expected to come back. It's my fifth year, and you know, and I'm I think I need that last year, and he's like, well, I'm gonna see how you play, and how you <laughs> practice for the next few weeks, and, and spring ball, and all that good stuff, and and I know I just I just took it to a whole nother level, and you know I was the strongest kid, pound for pound, on the t- team. I think me and George. I must have bench pressed 430. He must have been, wow. you know, 435. But he, he weighed 280. I only weighed 220. And and uh, and I didn't miss a day of practice, nor I missed a day of of working out. And 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 I and I hoped I I helped our team to to be an example, right? And we all had to be an example for that championship team because we had a lot of young kids. And um, and I think all of our seniors stepped up, and they were great, great leaders. And I think that's what it takes. You know, it takes a group of a group of seniors that's going to lead a group through the. The, the national championship. And I think that's what Kelly has to make sure he establishes. Those seniors have to lead. If they don't lead, if you don't know who those seniors are, it's going to be a tough, tough season for them. So, Flash, I've said numerous times in the years when you've been past that every time you come on, you look like you're physically ready to go right now. So if I put you in right now and... So if I put you in at the outside linebacker position on today's team, tell me what you're going to see on Georgia's offense set up and what you're going to do to uh, make a difference. Well, you know what? If you if you put me out there, the first thing uh, I know is that I'm going to tell my boys, listen, we got to control the third down tempo. If we we don't control third down, um, it's going to be a long, long evening. I, I just I know Georgia they. Georgia, out of 61 third downs, I think 14 of them have been successful against them. I mean, that's, that's only 23%. And, you know, for us, I think out of 22, I think six of them have been successful for us. So, right. so we, we really have to be able to stop the third down or, or we're, we're going to have problems. I, I also think, you know, uh, as an outside backer, I'm saying, listen, let's stack the box, right? They got this back named Swift that's fast as the day. 
and he's effective and he's efficient, probably a first rounder. And their running game is 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 just unbelievable. So so we're gonna have to find a way to make sure that we stack the box, in my opinion, and and our DN, you know, which which would be me. All right. <laughs> we're gonna have to step up, right? We're gonna have to step up and we're gonna have to make things happen, you know, with Kareem and, and Aquar, those two uh, will will definitely have to to show themselves this evening if they're not excited about going against two of the best tackles in the world and they call themselves all Americans you know we're going to find out how good they really are but but I think those DNs I wish I could talk to them but uh, those DNs are going to have to come and 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 play and and I would also talk to Hamilton as a freshman saying hey guy this is your game you know right. you're going to have to you have to show up and I think if he shows up this evening um, it's going to be exciting. Uh, the defense has a chance. Tim and Vince at WSBT's Game Day Show. Vince has got some questions that we're asking all of our guests, Fleisch, if you'll uh, give them some answers. All right, okay. so we got. It's, it's called our Fast Four. So it's only four questions, um, all pertaining to tonight's game. So uh, first question, will Ian Book lead Notre Dame in rushing tonight? <laughs> um, you know what? I... Uh, I hope not. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I hope he does not lead our team in rushing. And uh, if, if Georgia's smart on this one, they'll have someone spying him. And, uh, and as a result of that, um, I think he's going to have a great, great game throwing it. There you and, go. Um, and that's where he should be. All right, excellent. Uh, our, our second question, you kind of alluded to this a little bit um, before, over under 230 yards rushing for Georgia. You know, Georgia, they live on the run. Oh, and that, yeah. that, that, you know, I, I think, we, I think we're going to find a way to stop them. And, and I, I think we're going to have to if we want to win this evening, especially in their house. And if we can stop the run and the third down conversions, I think we, we have a very, very good chance of, of being successful and, and walking out of there with a win. But if we, if we can't stop the run, um, it's going to be a long evening. And, and, uh, and Lord knows we don't want to be uh, hanging around Georgia after, after hours. Uh, agreed. Agreed. All right. <laughs> uh, question number three. Notre Dame's a double-digit underdog. Will the game at least be decided by single digits? Either way. You know what? I, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, um, you know, again, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I, I think with, with two um, defenses, and, I, you know, I'm biased about the defense. I think offense wins games, but defense wins championships. And, and when you go on the road, you've got to bring your defense. And I think, you know, Georgia expect Georgia to bring their defense. And, and they're at home, too, so they got momentum. But, but I think, um, you know, our, our defensive coordinator um, has put an unbelievable package together um, that's going to allow us to be very, very successful and, and keep the game close. So I, I think it's going to be it's going to be less than double digits uh, uh, this evening. I agree completely. All right, final question for you. This is right in your wheelhouse. Over under one and a half sacks for the Irish defense. <laughs> you know, as I just mentioned to you, you know, if uh, Kareem and Aquar, if, those, if, if we don't get to the quarterback, it's going to be a long evening. So I can't even debate that one. We have to. <laughs> 
we have to get to the quarterback and, and really put pressure on Fromm. And, and I think, again, if these two guys want to be first-round draft choices, all I would tell them if I was their coach is, listen, this is your opportunity. There's nothing else I can do for you other than play. So, so they're going to have to go out there and prove to America that they're as good as we think they are, and I think they are that good. And, and that will hopefully free up some of our tackles and um, defensive uh, ends and tackles to really get in there and, and be aggressive and just put pressure on them. But I think that's going to be necessary for success. Hey, Fleiss, thanks for answering that, and thanks for being with us again this year. We're always welcome every year. But before I let you go, for people to get more inf- information about the Wernley Youth and Family Treatment Center, where do they go? You know, you can go to Wernley.org, W-E-R-N-L-E.org. And uh, that there you go right to the uh, development page, and, and you can enroll for the... Um, uh, for the event on Thursday, I, we may be sold out, I believe, but we always try to slip in a table or two, but, but I, I think it's a packed house. But we also have auction items on the website. So, Great. you know, our live auctions are right on there, so you can actually bid right now. There's some unbelievable packages, even a, uh, a game uh, to Notre Dame and, and on-field passes and hanging out with me for a while and going into uh, the locker room and hitting touchdown Jesus and, I mean, the, the, the uh, play like a champion sign down the hall and all that good good stuff. Uh, so they can find that on the on the uh, website as well. Again, that's warnley.org, or you can just call for a ticket. And that's 765-966-2506. Again, 765-966-2506. And Tim and Vince, you, you guys always do unbelievable work. I am just always honored and humbled to be on your show and again i i don't think there's any two better uh folks that are doing the work that you guys are doing so so thank you again for always uh uh keeping me in mind well thank you we're we're humbled by your remarks to us and we appreciate it that's daryl flash gordon and by the way go out and get his book change does not occur in a flash i highly recommend it this is the legacy heating and air game day show Your game day show is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air. Protect your family. Schedule an $82 tune-up and safety inspection with Legacy Heating and Air. <clears throat> Enjoy a worry-free winter. Schedule online at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. By Budweiser. Great times are waiting. Grab some buds. By Carmela's at McCree's, your post-game dining destination, and McCree's Italian Bakery for all your tailgating needs. By Eddie Street Commons at Notre Dame. Come dine, shop, and enjoy the merchants at Eddie Street Commons. By Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Contact Joel Ladig in Mishawaka or John Shaver in South Bend. By Fisher's Tips and Chips Barbecue, a mouth-watering, finger-licking, affordable family deal. South 11th Street in Niles. And by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, together we can stop hunger. Learn more at feedindiana.org. And now we're joined by former Notre Dame and NFL linebacker and now ESPN analyst, Rocky Bowman. Rocky, how are you today? Fellas, good afternoon. How are you? We're doing we're doing great. Rocky, where where are you at? I am out in Pullman, Washington for the big uh, UCLA at Washington State game. It's uh, 10.30 Eastern, so we've got a lot of time to kill here today. <laughs> uh, but uh, but it, it's beautiful out here. Beautiful country. Temperature's wonderful. And uh, Washington State is putting up a lot of points. So uh, UCLA better beware. I think the, there's a Chip Kelly experiment already over. 
I, I don't know. I, I, that's one of the things we just had our production meeting. I was saying is you know we, we go around the table and kind of give our thoughts, and you know we all kind of uh, you know, agree that look, Washington State is far and away the better team here. But I just I don't know if it's just something in my head. I just, I just wonder if you know Chip Kelly at some point it all just clicks. You know what I mean? At some point, all everything just kind of comes together. I just can't believe. I mean, guys, remember just two years ago, he was the most sought-after coach, the most sought-after person in America in terms of being the next college, uh, you know, hot, uh, best college football coach. So I, I just can't believe that uh, it, it's time at all to, to just go away from that experiment at all. I, I think he'll get it figured out, but right now, the, the biggest detriment is the players. You don't see the, the athletes, which I, I can't understand how any kid on that half of the country would not want to go to UCLA. Beautiful place, beautiful campus and all that. But uh, right now, I think they got a little bit of a, of a talent deficit, in my opinion. What a carousel that college coach is. Look at Harbaugh, too. Hottest thing coming oh, out of the pros, right? And wh- where are we at on that? Yeah, I mean, just saw his, I, I just saw his quote. He said, we got out-prepared, out-coached, out-played, you name it. And uh, that was uh, oh. that was an embarrassing loss for him. Yeah, a lot of folks are up in Ann Arbor not too pleased at the moment. So, Rocky, uh, your playing days at Notre Dame, we always like to talk about that before we get into looking at Georgia and everything. So uh, you started out in special teams, and uh, actually uh, Vince here, he, he was going to school and was watching you at that time, so I know he's got some questions for you. But you were noted for your, your veracity out there, your hard hitting and everything else, and then you went into uh, linebackers and stuff. To tell the transition from special teams to uh, to a linebacker, same type of mentality. Just gotta hit that runner. Yeah, it is, and and I was I was just remember being so just overjoyed. I mean, I was one of I think like five or six true freshmen that played that year. It was myself, uh, Anthony Weaver. I think Tony Driver played a little bit, maybe one or two other guys. Everyone else had registered. So just to have that kind of honor was was pretty cool. And and I'll, I'll tell you who I got a who really gave me that opportunity was Urban Meyer. If you remember, he was the special teams and wide receiver coach. And you know, if you know Urban Meyer, and it holds true to this day, if you're tough and you play hard and you like to hit people, then then Urban Meyer will like you. And that's why he liked me. <laughs> I think early on, you uh, knew that I was a guy that was going to run down the field with no fear, and I, and I loved playing for my teammates, and, and I wasn't going to shy away from anything. So he told me, I think the first game I was on just, I think, kickoff and kickoff return. And I remember uh, I, had a, I had a block where I knocked out two guys in one, one shot. And he said, all right, you're on all of them from here on out. So that, was, <laughs> that was pretty cool. And, uh, and then from there, yeah, just uh, transitioned that next year. I, mean, I still played some special teams, but uh, started, um, I think, half the games uh, as a sophomore that next year. So I made the, you know, made the transition. This is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show as we prepare for the big game tonight at 8 o'clock with, our, uh, with Rocky Boyman. Uh, I'll tell you what, you, as Tim alluded to, you and I kind of cross paths uh, age-wise, and so I'm sitting in the student section watching you do your thing, and you were one of our most favorite players to watch as a football junkie, <laughs> just watching you go out and just snot bubble guys on a regular basis. <laughs> what, what is one of your favorite memories playing at Notre Dame Stadium? I, I got to tell you, it was my, my junior year of the game against Nebraska. Now, ultimately, it was, it was devastating because of the result. But, I mean, that was I mean, such a fun game. I mean, the number one team in the country, you know, comes in our place. And, you know, it was, you know a decent amount of uh, Nebraska fans. Oh, yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, and it was hot. And it was, you know, one of those games. But I, I want that was kind of a game that, that put me on, you know, kind of really put me on the map. So I think I had 
two and a half sacks that game over, you know, ran down Eric Crouch a couple times. Um, so I remember that one. I just remember after the game just being, you know, devastated after a, a two overtime loss. And, you know, and, you know, my dad's comforted me after the game, my mom, and, you know, and all that sort of <laughs> thing, just being crushed because, you know, we were so close to having a really a, a program defining win. Um, so that was one of, I guess, my first memories of, of really, you know, having some, some success against some great teams out there. So uh, that's kind of where it really got going. And obviously, you know, many, many other great memories after. That. Well, and that, and that game was, I mean, that was something else. Looking, walking into that stadium and just seeing all that red, just, I mean, as a fan, I was upset. I can't even imagine what you guys felt uh, coming out of oh, the field for yeah. warm-ups. I, I remember, I mean, I was sitting there and I was getting ready. I was getting ready to come out. This is, you know, a couple hours before the game. And Jeff Fane, you know, from Great Center, and yeah. he was one of my best friends, uh, had, had been out there even a little bit earlier and walked in and goes, rock. The whole stadium's red. I said, what? So what do you mean the whole stadium's red? It's all Nebraska fans. It's all red or whatever. So, you know, and I think everyone, we kind of use that to our advantage. We took that as a little bit of a slight. Like, you're not going to come in here and we're just going to roll over on you guys. And, again, unfortunately, we didn't get the win. But uh, you know, I thought we, 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 we took one of the best teams in the country, uh, you know, right, right, to the, right to the end there. Rocky, I can tell in your voice that if we put you in... <laughs> so you're at middle linebacker position on today's team. What are you seeing across the line from Georgia's offense, and what are you going to do to stop it? Number one thing, guys, and, and I had uh, we covered Georgia a couple weeks ago. I covered them twice last year uh, for ESPN. So I've been in that program. I've talked to Kirby Smart, talked to the coaches, talked to players. Really got a good look at them. And um, I, number one thing that sticks out is. Obviously, their offensive line, massive. I think they average 6'4", 324 pounds, massive offensive line. And then after that, then you got four running backs. So, I mean, think about it. I mean, it's getting late in the game, third quarter. They're just keep rotating in fresh guys. And, you know, a defender, you know, if, if I was playing linebacker, I got 65, 70 plays under my belt, and here comes a fresh running back into the game. That That's something to be reckoned with. And then – I think that the main thing is is their quarterback, Jake Fromm. And I made this point during the broadcast last week. Um, you know, most quarterbacks, guys, you know, they, they come in line of scrimmage and then they look over the coach and they kind of rely on the coach to tell them what to check the play to and where to go with the ball. Jake Fromm is is a kind of a rarity in college football in that he has complete control over the play calling himself. We'll send in a package of plays to him, and from there he'll check it to a run or check it to the pass or, or you know, check it to the other side, things like that. So, I mean, just, you know, what I'm talking about is, you know, just a, a, a smart, smart player, a guy that has a ton of confidence, and he's really, really quick with his thinking and his decision-making. So, I mean, he's, you know, the offensive line, the running back, and, and Jake Fromm is, you know, going to be quite a tough task here for the Irish today. In relation to that game, uh, Rocky, uh, Vince has got our fast four questions that we're posing to uh, all guests. And if you could give us some short answers to these, we'll go right now. Go, Vince. All right, Rocky, you got to put your analyst hat on here. we got four questions for you. Number one, will Ian Book lead Notre Dame in rushing tonight? No, he will not. Right. I think no. I don't think so. I think he'll definitely have to run, but no, the running backs will take care of that. There Let me go. ask you real quick. If he does, are we in trouble if he's the leading rusher? <laughs> yeah, I think so. And yeah. If he's the leading rusher, I would probably imagine he's got – 
you know, under 50 yards rushing, which is would, would, would not be good. So, okay. yeah. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Question number two, over under 230 yards rushing for Georgia. Oh, man, that's a tough number right there. Yep. That's a tough one. I'm going to say if the Irish are going to win, obviously they got to keep them under that, but I'm going to say they're going to go over. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say right now, being real, they're going to go over that. They, again, those four running backs, tough tough to deal with. Absolutely. All right, third question. Notre Dame's a double-digit underdog. Will the game be decided either way by single digits? I think it certainly can. You know, Notre Dame, everyone's not giving Notre Dame a chance here, but, right. you know, I think Ian Book's clicking. So I, I think this game, I, I, there's, you can, you can see a scenario where it's a blowout, but you can see a scenario where Notre Dame is competing to the end here. I, I like, you know, I think Ian Book makes great decisions at the quarterback position. Chase Claypool, they, you know, they got, Georgia's defense has really good players, and they are really fast, but they don't have any, like, it guys right now. There's no Roquan Smith. There's no DeAndre Baker. So there's, you know, they're missing players as well. So I, I think, uh, you know, they can come out and shock some folks. Love it. All right. Final question for you. Defensive question. Over, under, one and a half sacks for the Irish defense. Over. Over. And I'll tell you why. I, I think where Notre Dame can have an advantage is I mentioned how big Georgia's offensive line is, and they're massive. I, I, I even made this comment during our game um, a couple weeks ago. I, I wonder if they're a little too big. They're kind of very top-heavy, and mm-hmm. I think where Notre Dame can really get something going is if they move the two ends. They move Aquara, move Hayes inside, and start you know doing some twist stunts, doing some things there. They don't necessarily, those interior guys don't necessarily pass off uh, you know the, the twist games and the stunts. Uh, as well, at least they didn't during Vanderbilt and Murray State. So I think that's some one where one way that Notre Dame can can maybe get an advantage in this game. They got to move up front. They got to move those guys. They can't just stand there and slug it out with them because they're too big. But if they move around and slant and gap and things like that, I think they'll have a chance. And I think they will get over one and a half sacks. Well, and, I, and I think this is a game where those defensive ends for Notre Dame can really make a name for themselves nationally. We know them, but I think everybody else big is going to get to know them too. All right, Correct. Rocky, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. I know you got a busy uh, game tonight, and you have a great call tonight, and go Irish. Guys, thanks so much. Appreciate having me on. Go Irish. Take care. And we'll be right back with game day. We are back on the Legacy Heating Air Game Day Show. Heating Air Game Day Show. I, man, they got heat down there, although I looked at it, Vince, and it's only supposed to be about 75 at kickoff tonight. Well, I think that plays into the hands of the Irish. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it, it does. It does. Let's go to our 18 contributor down there in Athens, Georgia, South Bend Tribune columnist Tom Noy. Tommy, what's going on? You know what, guys? I can barely... Oh, there you go. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to turn the A-team. <laughs> and Matt really got into the A-team, man. You should see him. He's just having, having fun. I don't think there's a bigger B.A. Baracus fan than Matt Embry. She's not going to find one. Yeah, so hey, so I don't know if the intro before that, we're using a lot of music today. Uh, turn out the lights in Georgia. Tom, what's it going to take to turn out the lights in Georgia for Notre Dame to win tonight? <laughs> one heck of a big effort by both sides. Offense, defense, and I think Ian Book is going to have to have the game of his life. I think that's the only way that Notre Dame comes out of here with a victory because it's it's going to be a very tough task to try to beat the third-ranked team in the nation in this atmosphere for this Notre Dame team that, that honestly hasn't really played that well the first two weeks of the season. 
So what are you looking at? Are we looking at short passes, screen passes, shuttle passes, long passes? We're looking at, it, throw the kitchen sink at him? Yeah, absolutely. We're looking at everything. Like Ian Book has to make all the throws. He, he can't uh, it, it fail on, uh, you know, like a swing pass to Kyron Williams who dropped it against Louisville. He can't, he can't miss on the deep balls. He's got to go like 27 to 32 for Notre Dame to be in this game when the fourth quarter rolls around. So I think a lot of the talk, obviously, Tom, has been Notre Dame's run defense versus Georgia's mm-hmm. run offense, right? So, I mean, it's it's probably going to come down to that matchup, I would think. Any prayer for Notre Dame with that linebacking core and that middle of the Notre Dame's defense to slow down this Georgia defense or Georgia rush if, offense? If they can start quickly, which is what they were, they weren't able to do that early against Louisville the last time the team went on the road to open the season. Get get the linebackers involved early, and then get Khalid Kareem and, and Julian Aquara to start playing up to their preseason hype and their potential. Then maybe the defense can can hold up maybe a couple of three and outs, keep them believing, keep them in this ball game. But if we see a drive by Georgia tonight that we saw against Louisville when Notre went on on the road to open the season, and Louisville went right down the field running the ball against this defense, that's going to be yet another indication that the Irish might be in for a really long night down there. There's been some talk about maybe uh, uh, Clark Lee doing some different things on defense, uh, Louis Gilman up at linebacker, and then putting uh, Hamilton back in defensive back safety. Any other talk like that? You're hearing any scuttlebutt or anything down there? That would be ideal. Like uh, a Louis Gilman hits like a linebacker, and you need somebody that's going to be around the football every single play. If they can do that, because you know what? Forget the fact that Kyle Hamilton's a freshman. He doesn't play like a freshman. He doesn't act like a freshman. He's ready to embrace an atmosphere like this. Move Aloy Gilman closer to the ball. Kyle Hamilton may be able to make some plays in the secondary. You just need you need a sure tackler because we're three games in, and you still don't know what you're going to get from Drew White. You still don't know to an extent what you're going to get from Asmar Bilal. So anything that Clark Lee can do to help this defense out and become maybe more aggressive and sure tacklers, he's going to have to do it tonight. So speaking of the defense, um, you know, you brought up the defensive ends for Notre Dame, and all the talk has been what an amazing offensive line that Georgia has. Any chance that Notre Dame is able to create any pressure on the edge uh, against this offense? Absolutely. Like, why not? If you're if you're Khalid Kareem and you're Julian Aquara and you see Andrew Thomas, who's an All-American and a, a potential high first-round draft pick, why not just say, you know what? We're going to be better than him tonight. Let's let's mix a few things up. Let's switch it, switch around. You know, st- this side, that side, stunt, this, that. Let's be the the better edge guys tonight. Which what they what they weren't against Louisville and they weren't against New Mexico. Those two guys are going to have to have really good games to get this defense confident. Because if they're playing well, then maybe the linebackers are playing well and Kyle Hamilton and the corners and Aloe Gilman. So. It really starts defensively with those two ends, and they just haven't played anywhere near their capability the first two weeks of the season. Hey, Tom, we got our fast four questions for you. Where are you at, by the way? I am sitting here, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll say right now, I'm never coming home. <laughs> I'll just, uh, I'm, uh, it, it's, it's about 80 to 85 degrees. We're in the open-air press box. I'm at the 40-yard line. The view, the, the atmosphere is just phenomenal right now, so it's just and it's going to be even better once you put 83,000 people in here, get a little cooler once the sun goes down. 
this atmosphere will be nothing short of electric tonight. If it's if it's hot there, Vince, I would hope everybody would be using Irish Spring soap like you did today. <laughs> That's right, man. Uh, you there you go. Stink. All right, uh, Tom, here we go. Four questions. Uh, fast yep. four. Number one, will quarterback Ian Book lead Notre Dame in rushing? Yes. I, I just I just think the rush game is, is such a question mark right now given what we didn't see against New Mexico. There was a, a, a point in that New Mexico game late in the second half before it finally got going when it was like 66-14 to 14, where the three main running backs from Notre Dame had a combined six carries for negative two yards. That's not good. No. No, that's not good at all. Um, all right. Question number two. Over under 230 yards rushing for the Georgia Bulldogs as a team. I'm going to go over. I mean, DeAndre Swift is averaging almost 10 yards a carry by himself. And they know, everybody knows what George is going to want to do, and they've been able to do it rather easily the first three weeks. Let's see if Notre Dame can, can give them some, some trouble tonight. Yeah, scary numbers being put up by that offense yeah. on the ground. Um, all right, Notre Dame's a double-digit underdog. Will the game at least be decided by single digits either way? I'm going to say yes, only because I don't want to be here if it's – a, a 21-point game at halftime, and Notre Dame's just <laughs> scrambling to try to make this a game. But look, Notre Dame may not win this game, and a lot of people don't think. They're, I don't think anybody outside the core fan base, I don't think anybody national is thinking Notre Dame's going to come in here and win. But if they can keep it close in the fourth quarter, and it's a ball game to where one play here or there decides it, that that's not only going to be good for Notre Dame, it's going to be good for college football. The last thing you need right now, is to, for Notre Dame to come in here and get its doors blown off the way they did against Clemson. Well, nationally, I don't think anybody thinks this game is even going to be close. Right. At least, I mean, from what no. I've heard. So, yeah. No. All right, final question. Over, under, one and a half sacks for the Notre Dame defense. I'm going to say over because let's, let's stand up and deliver in a big game. You know, you didn't do it against Louisville. You didn't do it against New Mexico. How about doing it tonight? And then, and then maybe, you know, if that throws a different wrinkle into a game like this where people aren't expecting the Notre Dame defensive line to be able to, to have its way against the, the Georgia offensive line. Let's, let's throw a, throw a surprise in there from Julian Aquara and Khalid Kareem and, and maybe, and maybe Dale and Hayes, There you who's, go. Who's probably been their best consistent edge defensive guy the first two weeks of the season. All right. Hey, Tom, we appreciate it. Vince and I wish we were up there in that uh, press box uh, with you, but go have a good game, and we'll watch for your columns in the South Bend Tribune. You, you got it, fellas. Have a good night. Thanks a lot. See Thank you, you. Thanks a lot. Now let's go to our next A-team reporter. Lynn Clark. Lynn, are you down there? Lynn? That's the A-team. Hey, Lynn, are you there? I'm here. The All right. Here. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Live radio, you know how it is. Hey, Lynn, we want to check in with you. We got about three minutes or whatever. Show's run a little long, but what do you got going for us down there uh, for Irish 101 and uh, uh, all the sports fans and our listeners? Well, we're at Sanford Stadium, a beautiful afternoon. Over 92,000 fans expected, but there are going to be a lot more just tailgating here. They want to be a part of this environment with ESPN Game Day and the national coverage on CBS Television. But I did see a few uh, Irish shirts out there, so Notre Dame fans are here. But uh, this is the third time that Notre Dame and Georgia will have faced each other. This is the first time they've ever come to Athens to play a football game, and they're taking on the biggest offensive line in all of college football. And, Tim, ironically, the number two team is 
Alabama, but the third team is Georgia's second team. And so that's going to pose some <laughs> opportunities for the Irish defense as they're going to try to put some pressure on Jake Frum. Listening to your, your story, I think you're exactly right, is that Notre Dame needs to jump out to an early start, uh, really come up with a big play and try to get this crowd out of it because they've been chomping at the bit. They want Notre Dame at their home stadium, and they want to send a message that SEC football is the best in the nation. Well, they've got a lot of pressure on them, where Notre Dame, being a 14-point underdog and not expected to win. I think they can play it a little bit looser. But the Irish do need to do something to get uh, in a win column in this all-time series. That first game goes back to the 1981 Sugar Bowl when Georgia won their last national championship. That's when Herschel Walker and their quarterback, Buck Ballou, defeated the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame by a score of 17-10. Notre Dame made a lot of mistakes in that ball game, but they jumped out to an early lead with a Harry Oliver field goal. But Herschel Walker with 150 yards and two touchdowns really the difference in the ball game, but Tim and Vince, uh, the ironic stat of that Sugar Bowl, and it shows you the time, time of the times, running the football was so important back then. Buck Ballou, the quarterback for Georgia, only threw one pass and completed it for nine yards, and so Georgia, really, the bread and butter was the running team uh, combination with uh, Herschel Walker in that backfield, but that's something that they're going to try to do against Notre Dame tonight, and that's really going to test that Notre Dame defense, and so uh, we've seen Notre Dame the past two games we see some holes in the, in the defense, but they've had a week to practice. And so I expect Notre Dame to improve in all facets of the game, but a little Irish luck would go a long way, especially in a hostile territory at Sanford Stadium, Vince Dooley Field. And Notre Dame with a chance to really add to their lore if they can come up with a big win tonight against the Georgia Bulldogs. This will go right down to the annals of all-time Notre Dame biggest wins. But they're going to have to execute, not make mistakes, take advantage of any opportunities that Georgia gives them. And then, as we said, a little Irish luck in Tim and Vince. I think that storyline from Sanford Stadium in Athens tonight. We appreciate hot Sanford Stadium, Athens, Georgia, about 75 degrees at kickoff time. You enjoy the game and go Irish. I don't drink sweet tea. I'll eat peach cobbler, and I can stay away from the boiled peanuts. <laughs> but uh, go Irish tonight. Go uh, Irish. See you, Len. All right, bye-bye. All right, our game day show is brought to you by GulfStreamCoach.com. Looking for exceptional trainees to learn the RV business. By Ivy Court Inn and Suites, a boutique hotel steps away from the University of Notre Dame. By Krennic RV Center, family fun starts here with 27 acres of RVs. Exit 39 off I-94 in Coloma, Michigan. Kyle's Auto Repair, a dead battery is no fun. Have yours tested at Kyle's Lincoln Way East in Mishawaka. By Lechleitner Door. At Lechleitner, we open all the right doors. By Mega Liquor and Smoke. With dozens of locations in Michigan and Indiana, you're never far from your local Mega Liquor and Smoke. And by The Skillet. It's tailgate season. Let The Skillet do it all from setup, service, to teardown. It all starts with one call at 574-234-6069. We'll be right back on game day. Game Day Show is brought to you by Smith's Downtown Tap and Grills. Text Smith's DT to 85100 for exclusive deals and specials. By State Farm Agent Tim Growl for all your insurance needs. Call Tim at 232-9981. By United Beverage, encouraging you to enjoy responsibly. Drink wiser. By Wings Etc. Grill and Pub. Good food, great times, and online ordering. Go to, uh, let's see, wingsetc.com. 
by Legacy Heating and Air. They offer efficient and affordable options when it comes to heating your home. Take advantage of 0% financing or rebates up to $1,700 on select Daikin heating systems. Schedule a free estimate at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. And where does the time go? We have so much fun, great guests, a lot of good information, a lot of good stories. So now let's hit each other with these questions that you got. All right. Okay, so number one, will Ian Book lead Notre Dame in rushing tonight? I say no. Avery Davis will. Oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I, I also said no because if he does, I think that's bad news yeah, for Notre Dame. So I do too. I guess that, that's, a, that's a positive thought right there. All right, number two, over under 230 yards rushing for Georgia. Over, but think about that. That's still less than 60 yards a quarter giving up. I don't think that's a lot. I think it's going to be a, a bend but don't break defense tonight. Yeah, I, I think they're going to – I do think they're going to get their yards on the ground yep. as well. I, I'm going to say over. I'm, I just – Notre Dame has been not great. They're 120th in the nation against the run, and I think they're, they're going to show that a little bit. But I don't think they're going to be as bad as everybody says they're going to be uh, I, either. I agree. So, but I'm I do with think, you. I do think they're going to get over that number. All right, number three, Notre Dame is a double-digit underdog. Will the game be decided by single digits? Yes, I believe it will be close. Maybe not the one point that it was in 2017, but I think it will be close. I think it'll be close, too. I just don't see this being a blowout in either direction. I could be wrong, um, but I just just don't see Notre Dame laying over and just letting them get run all over the place and, and the score just elevating. So I think it'll be close. I'm, I'm not saying Notre Dame's going to win necessarily, but I, right. I do think it'll be closer than 14 points. 14 and a half, I think, is what it's we at now. We, we basically, we can't get run over. We can't lay yeah. an egg tonight. Agreed. It'll make our shows in the future not <laughs> yes. as exciting. All right, and our last question, over under one and a half sacks for the Irish defense. I think we're going to get over one and a half sacks tonight, and what I've read a little bit of that, even though he's such a good quarterback, that he can get rattled. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, I, I think I heard somebody on the radio the other day just saying how there's no way they're, you know, Fromm's going to be able to stand back there the all game and not have any pressure on him whatsoever because of how great this offensive line is. <clears throat> I think they're underestimating what Notre Dame brings to the table. All right. Georgia. Georgia. That's right. Don't go anywhere. The Irish Bulldogs coverage continues right after the news. It's everything you need to know about today's matchup on Budweiser's Game Day Sports Beat. Immediately following Sports Beat, it's the Notre Dame tailgate and pregame show. Then it's the kickoff at 8-11 with the broadcast team of Paul Burmeister, Ryan Harris, and Jack Nolan. And after the game, make sure to join Sean Styers and Reggie Brooks for the official postgame show. Vince and I want to thank all of our guests for taking time out of their afternoon to join us. A big thank you to WSBT's Matt Embry here for all the help prior to and during the show. Plan to join us next Saturday as we're back out on the porch at the Ivy Court Inn and Suites as the Irish face Virginia. Come on out, see our guests, which are going to include Notre Dame running back Darius Walker. Take some pictures, get some barbecue, and we'll all have a great time. Thank you for joining us on the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show. This is your home for Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 WSBT South Bend, the sports leader.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 